G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Gerald Ross from Restore Support Group in Brisbane. I heard him speak at my soup kitchen recently, and I thought, wow, this guy's got a great testimony. Got to get him on the radio. So, mate, welcome along. Uh, Tell us a bit of your background. Where were you born and raised? How are you going, mate? Yeah, look, thanks for having me uh, on here. Um, So I was born in Melbourne, uh, raised in Brisbane. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I, I we came up to Brisbane when I was probably about seven years old. Okay, yep. And um, been here ever since. And did you have like a religious upbringing at all? I went to – my parents were Catholic, so we went to a Catholic primary school, um, a, a Catholic high school. Um, but, you know, I didn't really believe – I had an intellectual belief of Jesus. Yeah. Um, I've sang some of the songs yeah. in, in, in the, in the you know, Catholic church and things like that. Uh, but I, there was no relationship with the Lord. Yeah, I, I didn't believe in Him. I didn't have any faith in Him. Yep. And so I was just basically living for myself and doing my own thing, even mm. though I grew up in that sort of environment. Okay. And I know you've got a, a pretty uh, powerful testimony. Um, tell us how life went downhill for you and, and how you came to faith. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, in my Early teens, I think, I in high school, I was was never sort of good at anything, and I was told over and over again that I'd never be sort of good at anything or never get anywhere in life or amount to anything. So a lot of a lot of condemnation and speaking a lot of I think bad things and negative things into my life sort of affected my mindset, and as a result of that, not having any confidence or not having any seeing any value, um, I was you know, in depression, and that led to drugs. It led to crime. It led to hanging out with the wrong people, and uh, and through that, I ended up getting involved in in the whole drugs and, and crime and stuff to the point where it it's it became a almost like a career, and and that's all I was doing. My whole lifestyle was became drugs and crime, um, being part of gangs as well, and uh, and it got to the point where um, I was just living for myself, and I didn't see any value. I didn't see any worth in me, and um, it was a it was just a, a, a vicious lifestyle of going from sort of bad to worse, um, and in in that it led to me being arrested. Um, eventually, I you know you start off in the in the in the drug industry um, lower level, and before you know it, after a few years, you get to a point where you're actually calling the shots. And so I got to a point with after years and years, and and so they they called me the the, the principal of the of the group or the syndicate, and um, 
I was then giving orders and telling people what to do and um, distributing and things like that. Um, and in that, I was, you know, uh, supplying large amounts of ecstasy tablets and, and also cocaine and things like that. Um, and so eventually there was an operation on us. It was a six-month operation by the police. Um, we were all arrested and um, sent, into, sent into prison. And, mate, it was pretty rough for you in prison, I understand, um, but you had a real um, turnaround in your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that next step. <laughs> yeah. So I in, in prison, um, you know, I was at a point of real despair and, and you know, guilt and shame as well. Um, and in that process, I met a prison chaplain who would visit the, our unit every Thursday. And this, this chaplain, his name was Jason Wicks. And uh, Jason um, was, you know, pre- preaching the gospel and actually teaching me the things of God. And, and I, had, I didn't understand a lot of it. And so I was asking questions. But this went on for about four or five weeks. I was asking questions. I, you know, I, was, I was reading the, the word. And eventually he started telling me about God's grace. And he said to me that no matter what you've done, God can forgive you. Jesus can forgive you and restore your life. And that got me really interested. And so I was, I was asking more and he was explaining more about it. And eventually when I understood this thing about God's grace, nothing that we can do to earn or deserve it, it's a free gift, that changed. Mm. Uh, from there on, I was just... I was excited, I was encouraged, and I began to, I actually prayed and asked the Lord to come into my life, and I turned away and I repented from that old lifestyle, and I said, that's it, I'm, I'm now going to live for Jesus, I'm not going to get involved with any of you know, the, the drugs, the crime, any of that lifestyle, and now, it's, and now it was about trying to help others um, find hope in mm. Christ. And so Awesome. And you're not going to believe this, mate. Jason Wicks and I used to go to church together in Coffs Harbour. He told me. Yes. He told you that. Yeah, yeah. And we actually went on a mission trip to Cambodia. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, I didn't know that. And right. he's, he's an ex-army guy, so he's he a is. handy guy to have on yeah. a mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, what That's a small right. world. Yeah, so um, so tell us how your life changed after that. I spent six months on Arthur Gorey Correctional Centre. Um, I was given bail uh, after the six months, and I had to, you know, I, I went, met up with Jason a number of times, and, and he would encourage me and met other Christians through Jason. Um, on bail for about 12, oh, sorry, about 20 to 20 months, give or take. Um, eventually, I was sentenced and had to serve. Um, they wanted to serve, give me a 10 year sentence, um, but I only served seven and a half year sentence, and I, and I got, I had to serve 30% inside, and the rest was out on parole. So in that time, I, I met other chaplains through my prison um, and met uh, you know, other Christians going through the Bible study groups and the chapel service. And that chapel service um, was something that we then took from the prison and now we've started it out here. And so it's a place where people come from a, a broken background. And so, um, yeah, so through that, through that prison experience, I ended up getting involved in, in a ministry called Restore Support Services, and that was through another uh, chaplain, John Petrak, who started that ministry, and um, I was involved with helping him get it off the ground and to where it now is, and now I'm actually overseeing the ministry, and we also have a restored church, and that restored church is for people who don't feel comfortable in going to a normal church or feel a little bit out of place, so it is a church of most people 
come from a different background, um, such, such as prison, homelessness, um, or drugs and mental health. And so we have a diverse background of people that come to Restore Church, but it's also a ministry because we have two houses set up, and those houses are for housing, accommodation, people off the streets and people that come from a, a jail background. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing at the moment. So That's awesome. Yeah. You know, you and I uh, do a lot of similar work, you know. Yes. You, you've been to my soup kitchen, you know, yes. and I work with a few rehabs as well. That, yes, yes. And, and, you know, my goal is with the people that are on the streets or that are on, uh, you know, have addictions or they're fresh out of prison or whatever, you know, um, I see some of them spiral down and down and down. Yes. And a lot of it is because of their living circumstances. They're yes. around the drugs. They're around the dealers. They're around that lifestyle, and they can't get out of it until they have an encounter with God to set them free. Right. And also, sometimes they need to be placed in a place like yours where, yeah. they're, surround- where they're discipled, you know? Yes, that's so right. So I know for me, my goal is to get people out of that rough environment into a, mm. a good yeah. environment like one of yours, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us, wh- what do the programs look like? How do, how do you help people get over their yeah. addictions and yeah. back on track? So as you and I know, you know, Jesus has the power to set anyone free. And it doesn't matter what background you come from, what break, uh, what bondage you you might have. Um, doesn't matter what problems you're going through. Christ has the power to set the captives free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And in Jesus' name, there is power in His name. And so, I've come across, you know, in, in my life, Jesus set me free. I was prisoned. And he's released me from that. And so that gives hope to other people, mm. especially those that I can relate to, who I can say, yep, I've been down your track. Mm. I've been where you've been. Mm. You know, I may not have been on the addiction of this certain drug or that certain drug, but drugs and crime and jail, yes, I've been there. Mm. And so coming across and sharing a testimony of how Jesus has changed my life helps change their life as well because it gives them hope. It gives them encouragement. And with a lot of the guys that we talk to, um, you know, they feel trapped, they feel stuck, they feel in, in, in a point of despair where they just can't get out. And um, we offer them the hope of salvation in Christ. Mm. We offer them there is a way out. And a lot of the times, you know, we've got a number of guys now who have had massive breakthrough that come from a, you know, one guy, 25-year ice addiction. Wow. We baptized, That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. We baptized him about um, oh, about six months ago now. Wow. And he's been set free from drugs mm. about seven months. Wow. He's living at Restore mm-hmm. um, House and he's being discipled and he's being part of the program. Well, not program, but he's been part of helping Restore and he's reaching out to other guys as well. We've got yeah. another guy, 10-year ice addiction, prison three or four times, mm-hmm. clean for two years, doesn't touch drugs, you know, and it's interesting because he was someone that we were going to the courthouse to hand out part of our ministry is we hand out gospel tracts and pray for people outside Beanley Courthouse on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And this guy was about to go in um, facing a 15-month sentence, and we prayed for him. And he said to me, because he had been to prison and he knows of Restore, and so we prayed for him, and, and he, he trusted, he believed, went in, the judge didn't give him time, they could have, but they didn't. And he became so committed to restore after that. Mm. 
Now, he is fast forward two years later after being involved in church, being discipled, being encouraged, getting that support. Now, he goes on Monday mornings to the Beanley Courthouse and tells people that Jesus loves them and gives them a gospel track. Wow, so good. So that's just two stories of, yeah. of amazing breakthrough of drug addiction and crime, and now they're both moving on with their life in Christ. And it's breaking the cycle. You know, it's helping people not just to survive but to thrive yeah, spiritually good. and prosper in the Lord. It's like their mess has become their message. Yes. Their tests have become their testimony. Test, I right. love it. Yep. So good. Yep. Um, now, you know, w- whenever I see people from that background come to Christ, obviously um, coming to Jesus is the, the first thing. The second thing I always tell people is to be in the Word of God because all the Amen. research shows if you're in the Word of God every day, you'll grow. You grow. If you don't, you won't. You won't. Yeah. So what's your... Patterns with the Word of God. Do you have a devotional? Do you have a reading plan? Do you guys get together in the house? Yeah. Uh, do so Bible studies? Yeah. We, we, I encourage fellowship daily mm-hmm. to be together, surrounded with brothers in Christ, mm. sisters in Christ daily. And mm-hmm. so, and so, what are the things that I, I encourage and what things we do is that we do prayer meetings, we have Bible study groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually got a chaplain who goes, a prison chaplain who's doing a daily devotion. One day a week. On another day a week, I've got a retired pastor and retired prison chaplain, mm-hmm. and they go in on a separate day and do a a Bible study, mm-hmm. almost like a daily devotion as well. So pretty much, and then we got our Tuesday night men's group, which is raw, which is real, which is authentic, which is we share and talk about our struggles, our challenges, but we also share about a breakthrough. Great. We share about our answered prayer. We share what God has been doing this week in our life. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so it's a, it's a place where people come, these guys can come, these people can come and have that support, know that we've all been broken in some way, know that Jesus is in the business of restoring people's lives. Mm. Now, mate, um, before we wrap up, there might be people uh, listening that have never made a, a decision to follow Jesus. Yes. They might have heard your testimony and thought, well, if that guy can come to Jesus, I must be, you know, because yes. Jesus forgives us no matter what our sins are. Isn't that right. the good news, you know? Would you share with our listeners now um, what is the gospel and how do people respond? The, the gospel is the good news of salvation to all those who believe that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world, taking the punishment that we deserved, and as a result, he now gives us eternal life and sets us free. And um, so that is the good news of, of um and how do we receive it is basically to ask Jesus into our life, to repent, which is basically to say, look, Lord, I've, I've done this, I've stuffed up, I've, I've done this sin, I, I hate this life, I hate the way I'm going at the moment, I want to change, I want to turn away from that, and I want to follow you, and I want to live for you, and I want to have you in my life. No longer me steering the ship of my life, it is now you. I submit and surrender my life into your hands. Mm, that's good news. Well, why don't we pray, hey? If uh, yeah. if there's people uh, listening to this that want to pray and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, um, would you pray and just give people an opportunity to you know repeat after you and join in with sure. you pray? Yeah. With you praying, okay? Right. Go for it. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Lord Jesus, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you hear my prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would forgive me. Of all my sin, I acknowledge that I cannot do anything to save myself from sin, Lord, but I acknowledge that you done it all on the cross 2,000 years ago. Lord, I ask that you will come into my life, 
change my heart, change my ways, give me the desire to follow you and live for you. And I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, if you just prayed that prayer and you want to uh, get some information about following Jesus, contact us uh, through the History Makers website, historymakersradio.com. Send us an email. Uh, and uh, we can send you some, uh, you know, a Bible information about following Jesus. And if you'd like to find out more about Restore, what's the uh, the website and the social media and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, um, we've got we've got on Beanley Baptist Church. Um, if you go on there, you can find out more about Restore, uh, Restore Support Services, um, and Restore House, and the information is on there. Um, if you want to look at supporting us or being involved with us or even being able to, um, we are a, a charity which is tax deductible, a DGR status. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to contribute financially and and help the ministry to grow and and have more restore houses, um, feel free to contact us at Beanley Baptist Church. Good on you. Gerald, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. Matt Prater's latest book is now available. History Makers, devotions, downloads and dad jokes. It will take you on a journey through God's Word and will hopefully give a few laughs along the way. It's just $15 plus postage. Order now at historymakersradio.com. Discounts available for bulk orders. The heart behind this book is to challenge people to get into the habit of daily devotions with Jesus. Find out more at historymakersradio.com. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 